Hello, I'm Paul. And this is Dave. We are the Derringer Brothers. And you are listening to Derringer Discoveries. Discoveries. Each podcast, we take you, the listener, on a journey. A musical journey. Today's podcast is Paul and Dave's Faves and Why. And by faves, we mean some of our favorite songs. Not anybody else's favorite songs. Probably nobody will like any of these songs, Paul. That's true, but you won't know until you get through because we're going to kind of keep it secretive what we're doing. And we're going in chronological order. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah, we're going to go by the years. We're going to shaft the 50s. Woo! Yeah, shafting the 50s. We're going straight to the 60s, and we're going to cover 60 years. Wow! Yeah, take it up current. That's hard to believe because you haven't even been around 60 years. Dave, as you know, we are skipping anyone who could feasibly have their own Derringer Discoveries episode. Does Am that I right? include Hojo Fro? Yeah. Well, we probably should include Hojo Fro because I doubt they'll but have... But they already get some airtime at the beginning <laughs> of the end. So. We, get, we give them some airtime after the episodes. And I understand that on the Hojo Fro site on Spotify, you're going to post all these songs for people to be able to listen to at their own leisure. That's right, Dave. We're making a playlist Ooh. to accompany today's episode. We're going to be putting these songs on the playlist, and we're going to encourage people to go to the playlist and check it out. Oh, yeah. Dave, we are going to jump right in. And but the shark? Yes. We jumped the shark already? Actually, there won't be any jumping the shark this episode oh, because man. it'd be too difficult. Hey, you're not going to jump the shark. Come on, man. We've heard from some of our listeners, and I wanted to let you know that one of our listeners in Hong Kong... Derringer Discoveries listener feedback. Eddie? Eddie! Yes, he's been enjoying our episodes, and he wrote to us about Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. And he told us... That Ed Sheeran is popular in Hong Kong. In particular, he noted that the Shape of You song plays all the time in Hong Kong. I'm in love with the shape of you. And the shape of you and me is not very good. (laughs) And so we thank Eddie for listening to us. Thanks, Eddie. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Hong Kong. We also heard from two people about Fleetwood Mac Part Uh A. I hope we heard something good. Yes, they actually said they thought our banter was a lot of fun. Yeah, Bruce Banter, he was the Hulk, wasn't he? Yeah, he was the Hulk, and they thought our musical tidbits were interesting. Yeah, well, you know, if you have any tidbits, my cats are hungry. Dave? Kibbles and bits? The clock is ticking. Oh, man, we gotta get going, then we gotta... And as I mentioned, we're shafting the 50s, we're going straight to the 60s. We've decided to go based on who has the earlier song from that decade. Okay, let's flip. No, we're not gonna flip. We don't have to flip, just what year is your song from the 60s? 60s. I I beat you. Yeah, I'm the winner. I should have gone with a song for um, Alton from 1962. I would have beaten you. What song were you going to go for? Kathy's Clown by Everly Brothers. That's Kathy's Clown. Kathy's Clown. All right. Well, since you didn't go with it, I was going to go. If you're going to do that game on me, I was going to go with the Zombies, which was 1967, but it didn't hit till 1969. It's the time of the season. But you know what, Dave? I think I can talk you into doing a whole Derringer Discoveries podcast on the zombies, so I'm not going to waste my bullet on them right now. Okay, that's one group that we both like. Dave, the one I picked for the 60s is from 1966. And the reason I picked it is because it was written or co-written by a guy named Michael Brown. And Michael was enamored with the girlfriend of his bass player in his band. His band was called... The Left Bank. 
Left bank. The left bank. Where do they play a lot of pool? <laughs> and they're from New York City, so go go figure. But, Where is the left bank? Is it in France? <laughs> the left bank had a bass player named Tom who had a girlfriend named, you want to guess what her name was? Renee Fladen. 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 His girlfriend, Renee, would go up to the studio with them, and Michael was one of the songwriters. He was a piano player, vocalist. Well, he didn't he sing on the He was the leader song. of the group. He was the leader of the group. And he was so enamored with Tom's girlfriend, who we've decided what is her name? Renee Fladen. Renee Fladen. He was so enamored with her that he wrote not one, not two, but three songs about her, two of which became top 40 hits for the left bank. The snippet I have chosen that I want to focus on is Walk Away Renee. That was Walk Away Renee by The Left Bank. Michael Brown was one of the writers. And as I mentioned, he was enamored with Tom's girlfriend. So you were talking about dedications? Yes. I've decided that that song will be dedicated to Renee. Renee Fladen, who is still alive. And she's a vocal coach, if you can believe that. She's a vocal coach out in California now. Fantastic. Now, let me ask you about Michael Brown. You say he was he wrote the song and he played keyboards. Did he sing on it? Did he sing lead? No. A guy named Steve Martin sang lead. Oh, no. We had Chevy Chase back with the Steely Dan. No, you're not going to tell me that that Steve Martin was in the left bank, Paul. Because I am a wild and crazy guy. No, it's a different Steve Martin. Okay. Steve Martin sang lead, and what a voice. Let's play a second snippet from this song since we keep talking about I it. I wish you wouldn't keep saying snippet. I'm going to play the final passage, which I think is just phenomenal. And what I love about the song is the way it ends so suddenly. Okay. And it just leaves you wanting to hear it again. So here it is, the end. Just walk away, Renee. You won't see me follow you back home. The haunting yeah that's a good stuff that's steve steve martin singing lead and they're singing about tom's girlfriend renee fladen so i'm going to give us quick snippet of the other hit they wrote for her called pretty ballerina whoa so you're double (laughs) you're double dipping i'm gonna triple dip and now for the final snippet before i turn it over to you and this will just be a short snippet this song wasn't a hit but he wrote it about her and it's one of my favorite songs by the left bank and it's called she may call you up Tonight. Ooh, that sounds good. She may call you up tonight. Then what could I say that would sound And there you have it. That is the left bank. Three songs written for Renee Flayton. Okay. Dave, what do you have? Well, we're now going to hear all ten songs by the Marmalade. <laughs> ten songs. They don't have ten good songs. They, they have, have ten songs. <laughs> they have one great song. What song are you going to pick? I'm going to pick Reflections of My Life. The song I'm picking 
was originally released as a single in the United Kingdom on November 14th, 1969. Ah, so it qualifies as the 60s. Which obviously means it was recorded sometime before that. It's a Scottish group called The Marmalade. Ah, I've had some of that on my toast this morning. Yes. Orange? Yes, Orange Marmalade. All right. This group featured a guy, his real name was Thomas McAleese, but he went by the stage name of Dean Ford. I wonder what he drove. He probably drove a Chevy to the levee, <laughs> and the levee was dry. The greetings of people in trouble, reflections of my life. Five months after it was released and went to number three in the UK, it was released and it became a top ten hit. Here is The Marmalade with my pick from the 60s, Reflections of My Life. Not yours, Paul. My Life. Dave, I love that song too. However, I will tell you this. I'm changing, arranging, I'm changing, I'm changing everything. Oh, everything around me. And that was Reflections of My Life by Marmalade. That's Dave's pick for the 60s. We are now in the 70s. And we are picking faves from the 70s. And once again, we're trying to limit it to one each. So Dave, my song for the 70s, I went all the way to 79. So what year do you have for the 70s? I have 73. All right, then you get to go next, Dave. The floor is yours. This is a single that I was nice enough to buy for you back when it came out, or maybe shortly after it came out. Once it was in the cutout bin, probably. (laughs) (laughs) And I gave this single to you, and you wore it out. Yeah, I loved it. And then, a few years ago, I was simply wanting you to hear the whole album, and you stole it from me. I stole the album from you. You stole the CD Did I creep into your house in the dead of night and take it without your... you never thought you were so enamored by it that I just couldn't break your heart by taking it away from you. Did I strong arm you? Well, yeah, you probably did. Did I sit on top of you and do one of those famous wrestling moves? They wanted over $100 for that thing. The one that I borrowed from you and didn't return, exactly. they want $100 for it. So are you saying I should go online right now and sell it for I'm $100? Saying, I'm saying you owe me $100. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Dave, what's the song and what's the band? The name of the band is Gunhill Road. They are a pop rock trio consisting of Glenn Leopold, Gil Roman, and Stephen Goodrich. They were on Kama Sutra Records and they are a true one-hit wonder. They hit the top 40 and exactly number 40, March 31st, 1973, with Back When My Hair Was Short. When my hair was short, my brother Dave is correct. He did buy that single for me when I was a kid, and I, yes, I loved that single, Gun Hill Road. What a song. Back when my hair was short, I met some friends in court for stealing hubcaps from cars, chain smoking under the stars, played all night pinball in bars, and dreamed about love. Dave, 
you noted but, that they actually put out recently an album called Every 40 Years. Yes. Because it took them 40 years after this album to put out their third album. They actually had a first album. So Every 40 Years. And what's on that album that makes it kind of special? On the one that you stole from me, it has <laughs> like the original version of Back When My Hair Was Short when Gunny Hill Road almost jumped the shark, but the producer said, hey man, you're not going to get an airplay with that. If you hear it right now, yeah. here is the original version of Back When My Hair Was Short by Gun Hill Road. Back when my hair was short Before I've been to court For selling dope to some kids And that's a snippet of the original version. I played you just enough to let you know that, man, if they had released that, they would not have hit the charts. Am I right, Dave? You are correct, sir. And they would have not been a one-hit wonder. They, they would been have been a no-hit no hit wonder. wonder. Dave? Yes, sir. You went first for the 70s, but I get to go second, which I guess is not such a good thing because there's only two of us, right? <laughs> I'm going for the 1979 song that really made a big impact on me, and I'm going to dedicate it to the person who introduced it to me. Alton taught me all about this band. He introduced me to the Bus Boys. Wow, the Bus Boys. They, and they had a song from Ghostbusters. They sure did. Who you gonna call? Ghostbusters! Cleaning up the town. Cleaning up the and town. And that's what I need to do in this house. Yeah, that would be good. I would appreciate that. Alton now used to drive around in his Grand Torino listening to the bus boys and looking for chicks. And here's why it made such a big impact on me. Dave, I was working for a radio station. You and were? the ra- Yes. They let you on there? And I was making a minimum wage. Now, Dave, you want to take a wild guess what minimum wage was in 1979 when the bus boys put out their song called Minimum Wage? Twenty-five. It was actually two ninety. If you can wow, that. it went two, up. It was two twenty-five when I started working. <laughs> two ninety an hour. The bus boys with minimum wage. That's minimum wage by the bus boys. What do you think two ninety an hour in nineteen seventy nine? What do you think that would equate to today in twenty twenty one? I'd say probably about twenty dollars. Go lower. My final answer is around twelve dollars. <laughs> yes, uh, Dave. That's close, and I would say it's close enough. Okay. It was about $11.16. I don't think I would have guessed $11.16. No, I don't think you would. I mean, I'm good, but I'm not that good. But it is kind of interesting because, as you know, minimum wage has been in the news lately. It's it's a hot topic. Democrats in Congress have introduced legislation to raise the federal minimum wage to $15 an hour. People aren't even making the equivalent of $2.90 when they earn minimum wage nowadays. Oh, I see. Yeah, so that's not a good thing. Can you tell me more about the bus boys? Who are they? And like, do you have any brothers in the group? <laughs> yes, they actually did. They had Kevin, <laughs> Kevin and Brian. Kevin was the bass player and Brian was the keyboard. You're not allowed to say the last name? Kevin and Brian O'Neill. Oh, that's nice. Okay. And Victor Johnson uh, sang lead vocal on this song. Oh, and so a Johnson on lead vocals. A Johnson. I've never the... heard of a group that had a good lead vocalist named Johnson. Well, there was evidently the Bus Boys. We work, we work well, Dave, we're going to move on to the 80s. The, the 80s. 80s. What year is your pick for the 80s? 
The year is 1981. Did I beat you? You beat me. So you get to go first, Dave. I remember you told me you were trying to impress your sister-in-law a few years ago. Yes. Because you had a sherbet album. Yeah, sherbet. I also enjoy eating sherbet from time to time. Well, it's delicious. And I think by mistake, you gave it to me or I stole it from you. One of the two. I think whatever you call me taking Gun Hill Road, I think you did the equivalent to me on okay. sherbet. So you wanted me to look down at my record room. And I only have like about two or three records down there. You, you have just a few. You. Two or three, like, thousand records. <laughs> or maybe 20,000. I don't know what I have. But anyway. I would say almost 100,000 okay. at this point. Do not give my address over the podcast, <laughs> please. Anyway, I tore up my record room looking for sherbet, and I, all I found was some ice cream. Well, <laughs> it's good thing you didn't tear up your refrigerator. But you wanted to prove to Vivian... That I had an that, album by a band actually, that she saw in concert. Right, that she figured nobody had ever heard of sherbet. So you're picking a song from the 80s. For Vivian. But I'm sure Vivian realizes that Sherbert and Sherbs, the Sherbs are the same group. She knows that, right? Yeah, they shortened it, I guess, to try to appeal to America. Well, too many people like you were making fun of them saying, you know, I like Sherbert. Yeah, so they so were they, like, we're going to cut that off by uh, making it the Sherbs. They were going to snip it, so to speak. Okay, just for that, <laughs> I'm going to read every member that was ever in Sherbert. <laughs> please, please uh, Can I just all. tell you who the lead singer is? <laughs> yes, where are they from? Sydney, Australia. They've only hit the charts twice. Now, you can't do this in a million years. They have two hits, and both hits peaked at the same number. What number was that? 61 of all 61. numbers. 61. So, so, not quite a top 40 hit, but it did sniff the charts. In 81, they hit number 61 again, only stayed on charts for seven weeks with I Have the Skill. That's I Have the Skill from 1981 by the Sherbs, which Dave is dedicating to Vivian because it's a band she saw in concert when she was living in Australia. Dave, that song sniffed the charts. It did. And it didn't quite hit the top 40, but I think that was a good choice. Okay, now you have a very special treat coming up next. My selection for the 80s. I was going to pick The Love Shack by the B-52s. No, I'm not going to pick The Love Shack by the B-52s. And why aren't you going to pick The Love Shack? Because I reached out to a band that actually wrote me back. Can you believe that, Dave? We're not just talking to ourselves. People are actually responding to us. A band that we're going to have on the show today? Well... Wrote you back? That's correct. The Sponge Tones from Charlotte, North Carolina. Well, that's like only one state away from us. That's only one state away. And they had a number of songs that I love. But one song in particular that I've chosen for my selection is from 1987 by The Sponge Tones. And in preparation for this podcast, I wrote to the Sponge Tones. And since this was co-written by Jamie Hoover, Jamie wrote me back. I gave him about 10 questions. He answered them. What 
what I wanted to know, Dave? I wanted to know, is Anna about anyone in particular? I was playing off of Walk Away Renee, the idea that there's a person who's your inspiration for your song. And Anna is called Anna, so I figured there must be an Anna who is the inspiration for the song. But Jamie, one of the co-writers from the band The Sponge Tones, wrote me back, and he said, unfortunately, or fortunately, or whatever, he said, Anna is not about any particular Anna. He did mention that Don Dixon produced the song. Don Dixon? Yeah, can you believe that? Don Dixon, tell our listeners, who is Don Dixon? He produced Foghat. Did he really? Yes. Okay, I didn't know that. He co-produced R.E.M.'s first two R.E.M.'s, albums. Rapid Eye Movement. He produced the song. Anna by the Sponge Tones. And I love this song so much. I just want to tell you one more thing about it before we move on to the 90s. As I mentioned, Jamie wrote me back. He's a member of the band. They are still together. He wrote me and told me they've been together for 41 years. And they still have three of the four original players. And they are Jamie's on guitar, Steve Stokel on bass, Pat Walters on guitars and keyboards. And then the fourth member is newer. His name is Chris Gargis. He's on drums. They all sing. Tell me That's Anna by the Sponge Tones, my selection from the 80s. Dave. Paul. We, we are in the 90s now. What year did you pick for the 90s? I picked 1996. Ah, then I beat you, Dave. How insensitive. It is insensitive. Well, that's the song I want to do, but let's okay. talk about your song. <laughs> I picked a song from 1991, and I enjoyed this artist. His name is Lenny Kravitz, and I started listening to him in the late 80s. He had a song that sounded a lot like the Beatles called Let Love Rule. Yeah, he's good. I like Lenny Kravitz. You know, his mom was on uh, the Jeffersons. I did not realize that. Was she on the Jeffersons? Was Was she Mrs. Jefferson or was she the lady? No, she wasn't. She wasn't wheezy. She was. Remember the neighbor? Lenny Kravitz, he has put out some wonderful albums through the years. In 1991, he put out an album that had a song that I truly love. In fact, when I first heard it, Dave, I thought it was like an old 60s song. Do you agree with me that the song has the feel of like a 1960s Motown song? It ain't over till it's over. It ain't over until it's over. It's Lenny Kravitz, son of Roxy Rucker, who played Helen Willis on TV's The Jefferson. Yes, and you know what? Lenny went on and is now doing some acting. He is an actor in the series of The Hunger Games, and they put out four movies. My name is Sinner. Katniss. I'm sorry that this happened to you. I'm here to help you in any way that I can. He plays Senna, C-I-N-N-A, in The Hunger Games. Most people just congratulate me. I don't see the point in that. So you're here to make me look pretty? I'm here to help you make an impression. Oh 
that's off the album Mama Said. And as I mentioned, I, I love the song and I think Lenny Kravitz continually puts out some really interesting sounds. Dave, what do you have for me from the 90s? I was going to pick Dog's Eye View, Everything Falls Apart. Everything falls apart Then I get to try to put it back together Yeah, falls apart so you decided not to pick Dog's Eye View. Yes, I decided. So who are you picking? Jan Arden from 1996, singing Insensitive. That was Jan Arden with Insensitive from 1996. Dave, you're going to have to tell us a reason why you picked her, because I'm not familiar with her. I used to play this song when I was a was a club DJ, and nobody ever danced to it. You would play it to clear the dance floor? I would clear the dance floor. Just Is that cause... because you wanted to take a break and you needed people off the floor? I just like the song. Insensitive. It's from the movie Better Roses starring Christian Slater. Flowers. Yes, I I received a delivery from you this morning, and I was wondering if you had any record of who placed the order. An anonymous gift from a secret admirer. Oh my God, I could go for years on that. Okay, I like that, Dave. I always look for these snippets or the clips. And she's from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And you're always asking, what is this AAC? You've heard of adult contemporary AC. Yeah, but what's the extra A? Alternative adult contemporary. Alternative adult contemporary. She was kind of like part of that singer-songwriter phase back in the in the late 90s. I was a club DJ for 16 years. Was it as much fun as being a radio DJ? Well, it was immediate, right? You a had the radio people there. DJ, people can call you and complain, but you don't have to answer the phone. When you're a club DJ, they come up to your window, or they can throw a brick through your window. Dave, we move on now to the aughts? They call 2000 zero, zero the aughts because zero, 00 is aught. Okay, so it's aught. I have trouble saying that, Yes, Dave. it's like... We it's, had the 1990s, and then we go from the 1990s to what? The aughts. The aughts. Not the yacht. Not the yacht. <laughs> there is a group called the yachts. Do you want but, me to play some of them? No. We go to the aughts. Right. And, and that's, that's the 2000s. So yes. that's from 2000 to 2009. And so, Paul, you, you'll be glad to know in the back of my book here, I have every number one hit from the aughts. What year is the song you picked for the 2000. Ots? You picked 2000? Yes. Uh-oh. Okay, fine. You go first. Here's a song that hit number one on July 22nd. 2000, as the new millennium was just underway, here's Matchbox 20 with Ben. If I couldn't sleep, could you Dave, good choice. Matchbox 20, Bent. Dave, we are in the alts. The song I was going to pick for the alts was a, a person that I saw in concert and actually met personally, Kate miller Heike, and she's from Australia. But since you picked the Sherbs, yeah, I kinda, you've already kind of covered Australia. I kind of jumped the waters. So I'm not going to pick Kate miller Heike, but just so everybody knows, she does have a lot of fantastic songs in Australia. She's very popular. In fact, this song that I was almost going to pick is called Caught in the Crowd. I was young and caught in the crowd. I 
but I didn't pick it. You didn't pick even it. though I met Kate Miller Heitke in person, and even though I love her music, I decided. I know why. Because you want to do a whole episode on her. I would like to do a whole episode on okay. her. Okay, that's correct. And then I get to do the electric prunes. So instead of going with Kate, I'm going to pick a song, Dave, that I discovered accidentally one morning when I was driving my kids to summer camp, and we had the radio on, and there was a DJ that we really loved. He was just Dave a lot Derringer? of fun. No, no, it was a different one. Uh, <laughs> a different was, Dave Derringer. But we loved his banter and the way he would present new music, and he played this song for the first time as we were driving to camp that morning, and the car got very silent. And so I'm going to play the song first and then tell you a little bit about it. Here's my snippet, a song that I first heard when I was with my two children driving to camp. Gemma Griffiths, and her stage name is Jem, J-E-M, and she was signed to the Dave Matthews label, which is called ATO. You want to take a guess what ATO stands for? ATO, all-terrain vehicle. Well, ATO Records is the full name of the label. So records is the second word. The first word is ATO. ATO, all-terrain organization. It stands for according to our records. According to our records. Yeah, you get it? It's kind of funny. ATO Records. And that's Dave Matthews' label? That's Dave Matthews' label. And she was signed to it. song that I heard that morning when I was driving my kids to camp and that I just played for you okay. is called They, T-H-E-Y. Her stage name is Jem, J-E-M. You may not know her that well, but she had a song that has received millions of plays. I'm just going to play a little snippet of it. Maybe I'm a girl, maybe I'm a lonely girl who's in the middle of something that she doesn't really understand. She had a song... That received millions of plays because it was on the OC, a television show that was you mean popular. OC, is, like OC. Orange County, Orange County, California. That's wow, great. that is fantastic. And it was a song written by Paul McCartney. Maybe I'm amazed. Dave, what did you pick from the alts? I picked a group called Newfound Glory. Okay. What did you pick by them? A song that was on their album Sticks and Stones that came out in 2002. The one semi-hit on the album, and now we'll hear a snippet of it, I'm sure if I say it, it only hit number 85, and it's the only time they ever hit the Hot 100. The, The single off the album was My Friends Over You. That was My Friends Over You, but that's not your choice, right? By Newfound right? Glory. By Newfound Glory. There's another one that I think was you released think... as a single, but didn't even make the charts. So but you, you like to... it better. I like it better. I don't know if I can say this, but I was going through a divorce at the time. Can I say that? If you want to say it, say it, but you're going to have to get the counselor in the couch. If you listen to the lyrics of this, and, and actually, if I had the lyrics in front of me, I'd probably do a recitation right now. So what's the name of the song, Dave? Head On Collision. Waiting for a good day. 
that was Head on Collision. Dave has picked his song from the aughts. Dave, we're moving on to the 2010s. What do we call that? Do we call that the 10s? I would call it the 2010s or the 10s, yes. Yeah, so we had the 90s, we had the aughts, and then the next was the 10s. The 10s. So we are in the 10s. What year is your selection from the 10s? All the way back in 2014. You remember that far back? Of course. Oh. And Dave, my selection's from 2018. Well, then I, then so I beat you. So beat you. you beat me. And Paul, I was trying my best not to be commercial. But since you picked a number two hit by Lenny Kravitz, I, it, I, it ain't I, over till it's over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pick a number two hit from 2014. Ah, so what are you going to pick from 2014? Take Me to Church. Well, okay, we can go to church. No, but... the name of the song is Take Me to Church by Hozier. Right. Take me to church, showers like a dog at the shrine of your life. I'll tell you my sins and you can sharpen your knife. Offer me that deathless death of good God. Let me give you my And that's Dave's pick. Hozier singing Take Me to Church. Dave, that was a big album and a big song. How high did it hit on the charts? It hit number two in the United States, but in his home country of Ireland, it hit number one. Number one in Ireland. He was number one at home. And of course, I'm sure he rubs shoulders with Ed Sheeran all the time when they go back home. He definitely climbed the charts. He did more than sniffing and bubbling. It was a number two hit on a number two album. follow-up album actually debuted at number one you can go to spotify and hear them both and or go to our playlist because we're going to oh, put that we're yes. going to have our own playlist <laughs> yeah, so it, we're going to put spotify out of business well no it'll be on a spotify playlist so okay. we're actually helping them by having a playlist so, so. I, I guess they won't mind no in fact they encourage it dave they encourage us to create playlists right because they want more people to go there and they can make more money that way exactly and, and then so the more they make the more they give the artist dave my choice from the tens is from 2018 but it does have a long build up to it the song i'm going to pick is a remake of a song that was in a musical that was very popular in the past you know five or so years oh yeah that's great it's probably the most popular musical in edelweiss edelweiss yeah sound Sound of music music. yeah yeah no it's hamilton alexander hamilton my name is Alexander Hamilton. Hamilton! And I actually saw Hamilton. I didn't see it on Broadway, but I saw it in Chicago. I have not seen Hamilton. I saw Jefferson one time. <laughs> yes. So when this group came out with a remake in 2018, wow, I was... a remake? A remake. That's fantastic. This, it is fantastic. And this group, I was already paying attention to them. There's so much I like about this group. They are called The Regrets. And Dave, I'm going to spell it just so people know. Okay. It's All not right. spelled the way you might think it would be. Right. It's sort of French looking. Okay. R-E-G-R-E-T-T-E-S. The Regrets. They're out of California. They are led by a lady named Lydia Knight. And they have their own albums with their own songs, but they covered this, and I love it so much. I'm going to use that as my snippet from the 10s. Here it is. A remake of a song from Hamilton, and it's called Helpless. If you really loved me, you would share them. Two weeks later in the living room, stressing. My father's stone-faced while you're asking for his blessing. I'm dying inside as you whine and die. And I'm trying not to cry because there's nothing that your mind can't do. My father makes his way across the room to you. 
that was The Regrets, Helpless. And you have to admit, Dave, isn't that song? It rocks. It's a lot of fun. And I think we're going to be hearing more from The Regrets. They are just now starting out. So if they can keep the band together... I think they're going to be hitting the charts. These are Paul and Dave's faves. Maybe not our all-time faves. I think we could easily have 500 faves. Am I right? Right. And I know you do have some regrets because you wanted to do some zombies today. But I just, I put my foot down. I said, no, the zombies have put out at least five albums. So we can we can at least cover those five albums and all the singles they did. Yeah, and Dave, it's funny you should mention the zombies. Because yes, I do agree with you. We should do a whole podcast episode on them. You want to play a group maybe that's covered the zombies? Yes. In fact, that's how we're going to okay, end this. Go. Yeah, okay. No, I'm saying, okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. What's the group? We're going to take our listeners into the 2020s. Oh, man. And we're going to take them into the 20s, but we're going to take them back to the 60s. Oh, no. Full circle. It's a song that was written by the zombies. It was part of the Time of the Season album, Odyssey and Oracle. Okay, go claims that they are a big fan of the zombies. This year, they they re-released it. This will be our year. The warmth of your smile, smile for me, little one. This will be our year, took a long time to come You don't have to worry, all your worry days are gone And this will be our year, took a long time to come And I won't forget the way you held me up when I was down I won't forget the way you said, darling I love you You gave me faith to go on now or then And we're only just begun this will be our year Took a long time to come That was This Will Be Our Year by OK Go. And the reason we played that as our final song on this episode is because it takes us back to where we started. And plus, that gave you an extra song in the episode. I, think... I consider that our song, Dave. Okay, that's our song. That's our song. This will be our year, do you think, for the podcast? This is Paul Derringer. I think I'm Dave Derringer. We are the Derringer Brothers, and we thank you for listening to Derringer Discovery. Now introducing Hojo Fro's new single, Are You Alive? A world in the throes of a cataclysmic episode. You see what becomes, it's what becomes of the ones who give in to the tone, deaf and dumb. They are rabid, so are we. Is it how it's meant to be? Will you survive? Are you Yeah.